Mornings on 5 with Stephanie B. Uh, my name is Stephanie B. If you just tuned in a little bit earlier on, I mentioned that I was going to have a very special guest on the show with me in the final hour because today is Chronic Migraine Awareness Day. It is June 29th. I will just share quickly for myself. I've been getting migraines since I was a kid. My dad gets them. My gran used to get them too. And it's something that a lot of people in my family, we've experienced throughout our lives and also experienced a lot of people not understanding what exactly migraines are and thinking that they're basically just glorified headaches. So today being Chronic Migraine Awareness Day, I thought that I would get Dr. Lily on the line with us to answer some questions about migraines, possibly even dispel some myths, or maybe even just help you understand a little bit better what your options are if you do suffer with migraines or maybe you've got someone in your life who suffers with migraines. Dr. Lily also just attended the Migraine World Summit where some of the world's leading migraine experts and doctors and specialists all got together to sort of share their expertise, discuss the future of migraine treatment, and the good doctor is also a migraine sufferer herself and so this is also a personal conversation dr lily how are you doing this morning i am very good how are you i am so good so uh yeah it's i know you can probably hear me smiling but i always get a little bit excited when i find someone else who suffers with migraines just like i do because it's a terrible club to belong to but it's a very exclusive club i feel like too so uh, i want to ask you let's start off with the common misconceptions about migraines? Um, I think you touched on a very important one there. It is not just a headache. No. Um, migraines are debilitating. They affect your functionality in, in your life, in your workplace. They affect your relationships, particularly when your um, a partner or your spouse has never had one before and mm-hmm. they don't understand the level of pain you're in. Yeah. Um, there's also quite a few myths surrounding migraines, um, such as all migraine sufferers are depressed. Absolutely not true. Um, that we're attention seekers. Again, if you've ever experienced that level of pain, you will definitely know that the last thing we want is attention no. when a migraine is happening. We actually just want you to leave us alone. Um, the more medicine you take, the more in control you are. Absolutely not true. Um, and a big one, if you're pregnant, you can't really do anything about your migraines. That is, a, that is a huge misconception. There are things that we can do for you. It's not just simply taking a bit of paracetamol and goodbye. Yeah, wow. Um, that is, yeah. that's a serious relief for me because honestly, it's been something, I'm going to be very honest here and say that it's been something that has been seriously stressing me out as I get to the age where I start to consider children one day in the future. I always worry what happens if I get a horrific migraine attack and mine are pretty serious and I can't take my medicine. I can't do what I'm supposed to do because now I'm pregnant. Am I just supposed to suffer for nine months? So um, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that there are options available to you if you are pregnant. So let's first talk about as well, do we know yet what causes migraines? Unfortunately, we don't really know the, the full um, cause. We used to think that it was primarily a blood vessel event. Mm-hmm. Now we think it's got more to do with overactive nerves, which stimulates your trigeminal nerve, which is the main one that sort of supplies your head and, and a lot of your face. And we think that that overactivity causes a release of a fancy chemical called CGRP. Mm-hmm. And that then irritates your blood vessels, which are in the lining of your brain. And wow. it's that that causes most of the pain. So you don't really have receptors in your brain tissue itself. 
Yeah. Um, I know it feels like that when it's happening, <laughs> but there's, there's no pain receptors in your actual gray matter. The pain is coming from the pain receptors, which are in the lining around your brain. So the cushion cover. And when that stretches or shrinks, it's that that causes that extreme pain. That is so interesting to me. I've also been noticing that recently, and I see this a lot on social media, specifically on my TikTok, because I follow quite a lot of people that have migraines around the world, and different countries do tend to attack and treat migraines differently. And in America, I have seen it's not a cure, but it is almost like a preventative injection that is being given out and is being sort of popularized at the moment. So am I correct in saying that there is no cure for migraines yet, uh, and that that's something that we're still working on? Yes, so unfortunately we don't have a cure because we don't completely understand the cause. Mm. Um, so right now we're basically doing our best to manage your symptoms and manage your triggers. There's promising and very exciting research being done with the CGRP um, inhibitors or antagonists. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a lot of different things that we can bring into your, your treatment program. Remember, a human being is very diverse. And from week to week, the the causes of your migraine can really be diverse. So your treatment program needs to be that way as well. There's never going to be a silver bullet that fixes everything. We've really got to get a lot of things on board. It's got to be a very holistic approach. Otherwise, you're going to hit a brick wall. Yeah, that's very accurate. So speaking of treatment options, what treatment options are available to migraine sufferers in South Africa? Okay, so we've obviously got our, our painkillers and mm-hmm. you can get over-the-counter painkillers and you can get prescription painkillers. Then we've got um, a lot of other kinds of medicines like seizure control medicines have some benefits for, for migraine sufferers. We've obviously got um, antidepressants can form part of your treatment program. Okay. Um, blood pressure medication, some of them help oh, us, wow. like beta blockers. Mm. Um, we've got neurotoxin injections, which we can give to you in the muscles of the scalp, on the face, um, right down the back of the neck, sort of between the shoulder blades, all those horrible trigger points that, that really get stiff, those muscles that get stiff and tight and contributes towards those migraines. Um, we've got things called neuromodulation devices. So there's various different types, but essentially they involve either um, giving you sort of a little electrical impulse or a magnetic impulse um, somewhere on the cranium or back of the neck and that kind of tricks your your nerves into thinking that um, they must focus on something else rather than, than causing pain. Oh, wow. And then obviously your, you know, your conventional ones like rest, ice, proper diet, exercise, managing your weight, really getting your inflammatory levels as low as possible. Um, that, that inflammation is a killer. Um, we've got supplements that we can give you, and everybody is slightly different, but things like magnesium, vitamin D, um, your riboflavins, your, um, your CoQ10, all your anti-inflammatory guys. Um, and then obviously the big one, um, physio. And you need a specific kind of physio okay. if you're a brain sufferer. You want to look for somebody who does craniosacral therapy. Um, there, there, there are some in Joburg. There's, there's a little association, so you can look that up um, quite easily on the internet. And they really do a lot of good work. That they're is really, awesome. They're really, really underestimated. 
I've actually never heard of that in all of my years of suffering with migraines and doing a lot of research. And I'm not somebody who just sits back. I do do intense amounts of research on the internet. I have done a lot of experimenting with different kinds of treatments and I suppose techniques to try and get rid of them or to try and at least get the migraines under control. And I've never heard of specifically physio for migraines. Very interesting. If you just tuned in, we've got Dr. Lily on the line with us today being Chronic Migraine Awareness. Day. We've got Dr. Lily talking to us about some treatment options and next we're going to ask her about what treatment options have worked well for her. Make sure you stay tuned. We'll be back after this. It's Toby, Romeo, Felix, Jean and where the lights are low today, I've got Dr. Lily on the line with me talking about migraines because Chronic Migraine Awareness Day today, June 29th. She's also fresh off of the Migraine World Summit. So she's got lots of very interesting information for us. Off air, we were talking just a little bit more about that kind of specific physiotherapy, craniosacral. Very interesting and definitely go and give it a Google. There are tons of places all around South Africa where you would be able to find somebody who specializes in that kind of thing. I also wanted to ask a follow-up question because, again, I'm not shy to talk about this. I talk about my migraines quite a lot on social media. And the one thing besides prescription medication, which I obviously do have scripts for, the one thing that has helped me in reducing my migraines is Botox, which sounds so weird. And Botox is one of those things that we associate with anti-aging or like trying to get your wrinkles to go away or whatever but Botox is used in so many other spheres in specifically medical I know some people use it under their arms to stop sweat and all that kind of stuff and for me something that has reduced my migraines by about 60% a month is getting Botox like you say like in the scalp in those pressure points where your muscles are constricting and for me at least uh, those are my migraine triggers or at least some of my migraine triggers can you tell me a little bit more about that so we use a neurotoxin. Mm-hmm. Um, there's four different neurotoxins around the world. In South Africa, we're allowed to have two of them. Okay. So in our practice, we keep both. They do the same thing. Basically, a neurotoxin is there to relax the muscle. So especially in the muscles around the scalp, um, in the in the back of the neck, sometimes mm-hmm. the key in the shoulder blade there, you get really tense and tight. And you can be contracting those muscles and being all stiff and, and um, uncomfortable without even being aware of it. Mm-hmm. And, and the toxin really helps us to just ease those muscles down, just relax them. We won't um, take their function away completely because you still need to function. Yeah. You need to hold your head up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it really goes a long way to just relieving that tension-based part of the headache so quite often you'll start off with a tension headache which then can trigger or become a migraine it sort of evolves into a different kind of headache and our neurotoxin really helps us um, you know to alleviate that so it's very valuable obviously we inject points um, on the face so particularly between the eyebrows Mm -hmm. a lot of people hold a lot of tension there and in the forehead so bonus, you get an anti-aging treatment <laughs> and, and you look more relaxed, but the muscles are actually really much more relaxed and, and it's, a, it's quite, a, it's quite a, a satisfying treatment to do. Um, I had a, a patient who suffered for years and years. She couldn't tell the difference between tension, headache and migraine. Wow. We came in, we did one neurotoxin treatment and she was in my room two weeks later in tears because she hasn't been in our pain for many, many years. Um, that's, that's very satisfying as a doctor yeah. to do 
And as a patient, I can tell you, um, it really does help me a lot as well. Okay, so this is a treatment that has worked for you too? Absolutely. Oh, okay, so what else besides uh, the neurotoxin slash Botox, what else have you found works for you and your migraines? So I think the biggest one is avoiding, identifying and avoiding my triggers. Okay. Okay, so everybody's triggers are different. They will change week to week, month to month, year to year, and they will be different from person to person. So I tend to stay away from things like alcohol. I make sure that I'm very well hydrated. Um, I eat a very clean, anti-inflammatory based diet. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to advocate specific diets, but uh, in general, as I said before, if you can bring down your inflammation levels, we really are winning. Um, I have really, really worked on stress management. That is a huge part of just not not stopping your migraines, but yeah. definitely preventing a lot of unnecessary attacks. I try to stay or keep myself on a very even keel when it comes to my emotions. I do not like experiencing massive swings in emotions, particularly yeah. the negative ones. Mm-hmm. They, I know I'm going to get a migraine if I get yeah. angry, if I yes. get extremely sad. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know how it goes. I know. I do know 100%. And I've done a lot of work on myself over the last like five years, I would say, to get those emotions under control. Because I do know if I have a particularly stressful day and I just let those negative thoughts take me over and then maybe I don't eat well that night and I just sleep badly, whatever it is, I know that probably nine times out of ten, the next morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have a terrible migraine. So I 100% understand. So you also attended the migraine. World Summit. Are there any exciting developments that came out of that for the future maybe of migraine treatment? Absolutely and you just touched on one. Um, it's kind of old new research. Okay. Um, it's been sort of discovered long time ago but we kind of ignored it and now it's surfacing again. Almost every migraine sufferer will have some kind of sleep disorder Mm. and in most cases you are not going into deep REM slow wave sleep where all the good stuff happens where all the repair and the resetting happens and that's something that needs to be looked at so I definitely think sleep studies have a a really good um, place and and should be high value when you're considering a treatment plan I think fixing your sleep is absolutely vital and you'll find a whole lot of other things fall into place as well, um, you know, just in, in daily life if you can if you can identify that sleep deficit and, and try and fix it. And then we touched on it a little bit earlier, that fancy chemical called CRGP. Yeah. There's a, a brand new class of medicines that have come out called CRGP antagonists or inhibitors. And they're very promising. Um, they're still kind of in their development phase. They are being tested, but I think there's a little bit more work to do there. But it's, it's very promising that we've got something that really targets on a genetic level, um, you know, the causes of migraines. And I, I think that's going to blow up massively over the next few years. And I think it's going to bring a lot of us um, some well-earned relief. <sighs> 
My goodness, because that is the biggest thing about migraines and those that don't suffer with them don't understand how they can affect you. It is more than just a headache. For me, I get something called an ocular migraine. So that means I go blind. I actually lose my vision, which is just absolutely horrific. And I get nauseous. I often can't stand up. I feel dizzy. I have to leave the room to go and throw up. And I've had to continue and do my show while suffering with all of these things. So I also think that it's important that people understand that this is not just a headache. This is something that affects so many more bodily functions than just your pain centers. And you can take pain medication, which I do have, and I have that on script, but you can still feel that you have a migraine. It's the weirdest thing. The pain might be 90% gone, but you can st- you feel off. You feel wrong. And then to still have to try and work and to try and explain to your coworkers and people who don't necessarily understand, look, I'm sorry, I'm my speech is being affected because I have a migraine. They look at you like you're crazy. So I would also just like to normalize some of those symptoms that we suffer with when we get migraines. Absolutely. Um, you know, the other thing is, is in the days after a migraine, so for about two or three days afterwards, you, you're in what, what I like to call the hangover period. Mm. It's now called the post-drome. It's actually been given a name. Okay. Um, but essentially, you're, you have a really bad hangover. You, you're not functioning at optimum. You're kind of slow. You feel very fragile. You're kind of very guarded with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of movement and, and you know, um, just minimizing stimulation around yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, so, if, you know, if you suffer a migraine, it can last anything from four hours to 72 hours. Now, if you think about the fact that you have this prodrome, so this, this period before a migraine, yeah. right? And that can be a couple of hours or it can be a couple of days. Then you have a migraine attack, which can be anything from one to three days. Mm-hmm. And then you have two or three days afterwards where you're in this hangover period. That's an entire work week that's been affected. Yeah, it's shocking. And on, a, on a pain level, just for people that have never had a migraine, on a pain level of one to ten, we're talking a ten. Yeah. Okay, we're not, we're really not, it's not a little headache that you just take a little paracetamol and it will go away. No, this is intense, extreme pain that's in your head. You um, you really are very desperate and very vulnerable when that is happening. And you, the last thing you need is stimulation around you, but sometimes it's impossible. You have to continue working. Yeah. I mean, when I was working in the hospitals, I did not have a choice. I had patients on life support of that course. needed my help. And yeah. unfortunately, I had to push through the pain. Yeah. Um, you know, not ideal, but no, we have to yeah. be functional in our daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, it's, just, it's just a horrible affliction. It really is. and I'm, But I am excited for the future. Like you said, there are exciting developments on the horizon. So hopefully in our lifetimes, we will still see something where we could possibly even get rid of them and prevent them before they even happen. Uh, thank you so much, Dr. Lily. If we want to get in contact with you, if anyone's got some questions, I'm looking at the WhatsApp line. There are tons of questions coming through. So if someone wants to follow you, do you have an Instagram? Is there a way we can reach out? So I have I have two. Um, I have my private account, which is life underscore of underscore Liliana, 
And then I also have one that's dedicated to migraines, which we're going to get up and running soon. We've been working on content for you in the background. Awesome. It's called The MD, like medical doctor, mm-hmm. migraineur. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. If you want these contacts, if you want these links to Dr. Lily's Instagram, please just hit me up on WhatsApp right now. I will forward you directly there. She'll be able to answer some of your questions. She says the DMs are open. So if you've got questions, just head on over to Instagram. Dr. Lily, thank you so much for taking time out of your very, very, very busy day between patients uh, to chat to us. I appreciate it so much. My absolute pleasure anytime. There we go. That is Dr. Liliana. Uh, like I said, reach out on 082-550-5151 if you want the information and you want to go and check her out on Instagram if you've got any more questions. We have run out of time. I would have loved to have stayed on and chatted to her a little bit more. I will also try and get this up on Catch Up for a podcast. So if you missed, it, uh, missed out on it or maybe you've got a family member who suffers with migraines, they can go and check it out on 5fm.co.today. 5 Mid Mornings, 9 to 12 weekdays.